Minnesota. So when you hear Minnesota, are you just hyped that you got picked first? I was just like, I'm ready to hoop. What a move for Anthony Edwards. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Boardrooms Out of Office. My name is Rich Kleiman, and today I am here with NBA All-Star, NBA Superstar Anthony Edwards and his partner and business manager Justin Holland. Welcome to the boardroom, fellas. Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Long time coming, man. We've been talking about this for a while, and this this is like unique and special for me because, you know, for me, my relationship with Kevin and our partnership has been an incredible like 12-year run, and I think it was the chemistry and just the way we compliment each other that's been so special and I you know from speaking to Justin have realized that you guys have so many of those like similar elements um, you both grew up in Atlanta right yep. I read that you it wasn't all basketball growing up right you played a handful of sports yeah and then you locked in on hoop around the eighth grade was that around the same time you guys met yeah like eighth ninth grade yeah for me it's like I remember I met KD his rookie year through uh, a mutual friend of ours and at the time, I didn't realize it, but just like any relationship or any partnership, looking back on it, I realized that the chemistry was clearly there the first time we met. And I think any special business partnership, just like any special relationship, there's just something. There's just something there. Yeah, it's uh, I guess our relationship when we first met, uh, didn't know where it, I didn't know where it would end up. Yeah. But uh, it didn't take very long to realize that uh, that we definitely had a bond. And what was that kind of connection like? How did you even approach him on? Um, you know, being the guy that would kind of mold his basketball career. And you were an ex-Hooper as well. Yeah, yeah. So, I, uh, you know, I was actually working for the city of College Park uh, back then, and I was training multiple kids. I had, had some, you know, some high major guys, a couple of guys that, had a, that were McDonald's All-Americans. And uh, his uncle, his uncle brought him to me. And, uh, and when he brought him to me, you know, he was pretty much just looking for somebody to work him out and, you know, just be, you know, a mentor to him and just, you know, just kind of guide, guide him and lead him in the right direction. That's kind of where the relationship started. And when you picked up hoop in the eighth grade was like, did you did you automatically connect with the sport on a different level? It was different than when you played baseball and football? I mean, just playing against my older brothers made me start loving the game. I think before eighth grade, I was already in love with the game. But after eighth grade, I think it, it kind of grew on me. And did you realize you were it was different when you first started playing? No, nah, not when I first started playing, because nah, I was good at football. You were? Yeah, yeah. I was just throwing the rock around the office. That's why I'm <laughs> fucking drenched right now. <laughs> what was your experience playing ball? You played in college as well? Yeah, so I uh, played at Liberty University in, uh, in, in uh, Virginia. Did you even think of yourself as a trainer? So I was working around the sport. I ran youth sports in College Park. Um, you know, a lot of people know me for playing basketball around the city of Atlanta. So, you know, People just kept asking me to train, man. You should train, you should train, you should train. And uh, and one day I was just like, you know, let me try it out. You know, there was a couple of good kids around the gym, and I just kind of started doing it naturally. And then, you know, I, I found out that that was my way, you know, to stay around the game. And, you know, my passion was always basketball, so that was, that was my way to – you know, stay in touch with the game and, and, and impact the younger kids the way that my, my coaches did for me when I was coming up. And then you stayed and went to Georgia. Was that at the time, I assume you was being recruited by everybody in the country, right? Yeah. And what was that for you to stay home? What was the kind of reason behind that? It was right up the street. Um, <laughs> my sister was, um, she was about to have her baby, my nephew. So I didn't want her trying to get on the plane and all that. So she can just hop in the car and drive 45 minutes and be there. Yeah. Did you feel like you was going for a year? Did I feel like we're going to school for a year? Yeah, like did you, I mean, did you know it was one and done heading into it? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a plan. <laughs> that was a plan, right? Yeah. And how involved early on, like for you as a trainer, like looking at your guys, 
career together now where you sit did you have longer term goals in terms of like when you guys connected what this relationship would be did you envision where you guys were at now or when he went to Georgia and you were helping out with the basketball side of things was that always kind of what the relationship was meant to be at first oh uh, well I think well you know I think when we first met I don't think it was I don't think either one of us saw where he is today I don't think we saw that in the yeah, in the, yeah, no. yeah no, that, wasn't, that wasn't the case when he came in it was just like my uncle brought me to Justin we was working out after the first workout I was like man I ain't trying to work out with buddy again I'm cool because <laughs> I was tired I was super tired and I never really worked out for basketball that was like my first time actually working out for basketball like I was in ninth grade and um I hit him up and was like bro I'm trying to come back up there and then my uncle took me again and then we end up exchanging numbers and I kept going kept going kept going then we got cooler and cooler you know what I'm saying because yeah. like basketball you like you, yeah you bun so I mean that's kind of how it happened and then we just got super cool then shit I get it. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. And, and then the core of the relationship was hoop. And I got to be honest, like it's similar to with KD and I, because the first four or five years I was still in music. And that's what we talked about, hoop and music. You know what I'm saying? I think when you develop that rapport at first and that trust, it makes it easier to transition into the business side of things. You know what I'm saying? No question. Um, so when you left um, Georgia, I, I remember watching your pro day on ESPN. And I had known about you a bit, right? I keep up with Hoop, but I was watching your pro day and you were interviewed right afterwards. And they, I just knew, I knew you was one of them ones. From the way you were interviewed, you had this like different composure for someone your age, the way you were talking to the announcer, right? And the, the pro day was a thing, but the way you kind of approached and the way you responded to him, you had a different perspective on it. Did you, like, did you, did you notice that there was this like level of kind of calm about you? Like, do you pay attention to that side of you because for me who's been around greatness in basketball greatness in the music game like I talk about my experiences with Jay-Z the thing about him that I always marvel at is like he just stays at this pace he just walks at this pace he moves at this pace and you have so many of those elements and even when you think about like MJ talking about when he got to that next level as he saw the game in slow motion but it feels like inherently you have that um, is that something that you're focused on in any way or is it just who you are I don't even see it I, I guess I guess it's just who I am yeah, yeah it doesn't take be, long it doesn't yeah, take long to I think about be, him I just be being me yeah yeah he's a he's a he's an old soul like he's a I always refer to him as a throwback kid me and the other coaches around like has always been a throwback kid you know I used to train a lot of kids and everybody was always focused on training 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 he's one of the few kids that would I think one day he calls like coach I'm gonna be late to workout but he's like because I'm about to jump in his uh adult league game like kids don't play games like that, but he, and and this is why he was a high schooler. And nobody asked him to do it. This was just something that he was doing on his own because he loved to play the sport. Yeah, I, do you think it has a lot to do? You know, in in reading a bit about you, um, you went through a lot as a kid, right? And I can relate not at the level that of some of the things you had to deal with, but when you have to be confronted with shit as a kid, you have no other choice but to get through it, and that's kind of starts to become the DNA of who you are. Do you think that kind of experience as a child? And what you had to go through a bit probably made me what I am today. Like the the stuff you see that I don't really see that just I call just being me. That's probably what molded me today. You know what I'm talking about? That interview after his pro day? Of course, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, because I'm not just a great player on the court. I'm a great person off the court. I'm always smiling. I'm always encouraging my teammates, and I'm always cracking jokes. And I just want to have fun. So I think people are gonna love me for who I am, and not just me. Because I paid close attention to it. Because it was like you could have really got caught up in the moment but you you didn't so you get drafted first by Minnesota did you know 
going into draft day, you were going first? I know I should have went first, and I eventually did later on <laughs> in the day. <laughs> but, um, yeah, pretty much, because they was, they was talking pretty highly of me, yeah. Yeah, you definitely – so you knew you was the number one player in the draft, but it wasn't until game day that T-Wolves gave you that call? Sure. Right. And what – had you ever been to Minnesota at that point? Yeah, I never even heard of Minnesota for real before that. For real? Yeah. Did you imagine yourself moving to Minnesota with him? Was that was always the plan? Oh, yeah. You know, my thing is this industry is a, it's a wicked industry. So, you know, for my role, it's always just I want to make sure that he's protected, not taken advantage of, and that he's always good. So, you know, wherever he was going, I was going to make sure I was going to be there. Yeah. Minnesota. So when you hear Minnesota, are you just – you hype that you got picked first or are you already thinking, like, what's Minnesota? Who am I playing with? Or are you in the moment when you first get picked? That's a good question. I don't even – I can't even remember what I was thinking. I was just like, I'm ready to hoop. Yeah, I think that was the main thing. I'm ready to hoop. Like, I knew who I was playing with, Cat and D-Lo. Um, yeah, and pretty much I was just ready to go up there and hoop. Is that, like, you know, for Kevin, throughout his career and throughout, like, the last 11 years we worked together, and it's why some people don't understand some of the decisions he makes in terms of teams, he really does base everything on hoop. And then the things that have to be dealt with outside of it have to be secondary. Is that your fallback for everything, no matter what you're going through, if you know you basketball. get you get laser focused on the game? Basketball, yeah, that's it. That's all I want to focus on is basketball. You love it. Yeah, I don't want to do nothing else. I'll be telling him, like, hey, bro, leave me alone. <laughs> I feel you. I don't want to do nothing. He'd be texting me about, like, deals and – bro, I want to hoop. Yep. I just want to hoop. Well, the beautiful thing is the more you hoop, the way you've been hooping, the more deals that he'll be seeing. Yeah, I know. I know. But there's actually like I've I've had to encounter similar right, we <laughs> things it. because it's similar to Kevin. And earlier in his career, I think he found himself doing certain things he may not have necessarily wanted to do. And then you realize you get to a point where you are like, shit, I don't even really have to do this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just built into what you thought the system was. And the game has changed a bit. So you guys are walking into the league now where you could build a business without you having to do anything else but hoop, right? It's about the things that you love, the things you want to learn about. So, you know, for you guys, the first two years in Minnesota, well, the first year in Minnesota you struggled. The last two years you guys were knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. When you go into the summer like this, right, and your name is starting to get bigger, you're about to play in the World Cup, um, what do you do when you go out into the world now knowing that Ant, you know, isn't really trying to do anything else but hoop, but you also know that you're starting to build something for the rest of your life. And even though you have to have this like level of patience in building it, I do think the great ones start to like see it in the future, right? And start to plot out, right? So when we left, um, when Kevin left Oklahoma City to go to the Bay and we went on our own, it was slowly building. It was slowly building, but there was a vision like longer term of what we had. So for you, how is that balance of knowing that you want to build something, but you're also like his brother first, you work on the game and he wants to focus on hoop. Well, I think uh, my first thing is like finding that balance, right? Uh, like me understanding who he is, me knowing who he is, but also realizing his age at 22 was I think the same way I was at, at 36 where I am now, no. So I'm always planning for life after basketball for him, whether he realizes that or not. So, you know, at 22, we can start, you know, thinking business and it doesn't have to be to the extreme, but if we're, you know, starting, starting to think outside of basketball at his age, at, at 25, 26, 27, he should have his own businesses and they should be running running themselves by the time he gets ready to retire. So that's always been my mindset for him. It must be crazy to hear life after basketball at 22. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. 
what kind of pressure do you put on yourself? Like when you, I know you probably, you know, you're 22, you know, that it's a process, but you also know that you've already got to this level. So when you get to that level, you're like, nah, forget the process. Like I'm trying to win right now. So what was the kind of feeling going into this summer? Like, I'm not trying to get knocked out in the first round again. I'm, what are we doing? I think, I think, um, that's a good question. I think it's just, you gotta be patient. Um, like you ain't gonna win, you ain't gonna win every game, you ain't gonna win a championship every year. You just gotta get better and better and better. Like yeah. and eventually you're gonna start to feel like, okay, like I think we're getting close. Mm-hmm. So like we're just trying to find ways to get better. And it's we're not really worried about getting knocked out last year. We try and find ways to go further this year and however however it happened, it, it it will happen. See, he has a different perspective, bro. It's like a that's a grown man perspective. Because if you look at Denver, for instance, right? Like I think it was a breath of fresh air for a lot of people to see a team that stuck with it. That's had, what I'm saying. Yeah, had yeah. this superstar at the center of the galaxy, everybody yeah. playing their roles. And yeah. you got another star in Jamal, but they yeah. went through it and they went through it. Got better and better and better. Figured sure. it out, yeah. There's definitely less, well, I don't want to say this because I've never really spent time in Minnesota, but I would imagine there's a level of patience from the fan base there, right? Different than maybe if he was playing in New York or LA. Yeah, for sure, because they've won before. And, um, you know, the Minnesota fans, they're looking forward to something. So, and we're looking to give them something. So, yeah. we're going to keep getting better. And how much work do you still do on his game outside of? Uh, uh, his ass don't do nothing. He don't do yeah, shit. I'm done now. I'm done. You done? Yeah, because I can't balance it all. Like, we got to the point. It, like, he, he's, yeah, he's nah, still it's cool, though. Yeah, he do his thing. We'll be good. He can't balance it all. And he's like, I get it now. I'm yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have and we and we got good people around them, you know, between Chris Hines, between Kier Jordan, like these are guys that, that that I entrust with helping him develop his game to the next level. So, you know, I'm I'm still close, you know. The the second I don't feel like he's getting better, I might have to go strap my shoes back up, but he's been getting better every single year. So, you know, you do your job, I do my job. That's are you texting saying. him right after every game? Yeah, yeah. He takes me like at halftime. You check the phone at <laughs> half? Yeah, you got to, cause I know he takes me. Yeah, <laughs> I know he takes me or my brother. One of them, one of them takes me. And are you getting the like stream of consciousness or what he's going through? Nah, I, I probably won't respond. <laughs> he don't respond, but long, long as I know he reads it, we yeah, got it. Yeah. What about after like a, a bad game or a bad loss? Yeah, we talk. Yeah, we definitely talk. We talk after every game, good game, bad game, however it go. If it's real bad, we 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 both frustrated, so we we we'll, we'll yeah talk. we might yeah we might not talk after like a, a a real bad game. Do you take it home with you too? Oh no question, no question. Yeah, that's the partnership. Yeah, I'm yeah. invested. Yeah, that's what's special. That's like the first time I sat with Justin, I realized it's just the way he was talking about your guys' relationship. You know, I felt like there was so many similarities because you know you have that friendship first, and you're building something together, but you also know how sacred the game is for him. So like you have a respect for that relationship he has with ball. Like everything that you're doing, basketball took you there. And you have to have that like level of appreciation for that in order to be able to balance the business and the basketball. Yeah, and to find that balance, like, like I said, I know him. So if I feel like business is getting in the way of basketball, business is getting scaled back. Yeah. Like I never want to put him in position to where he's thinking more about business than basketball. Basketball, that's the main thing. I, and and the, the luxury that I do have with him, the last thing I have to worry about is if he's getting in the gym. Yeah. He's upstairs taking pictures like, man, I got to go over to the NBPA to get some shots up because he's a basketball player first. When you were overseas this summer, were you working out every off day? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. You go like that? 
Yeah. I remember the first time I used to manage, like I came for music where I was managing at the time, like Meek Mill and Wale and working with J. Cole. And the, I understood what work ethic was, but it was different. It was like late nights at the studio and mm -hmm. it was just a different energy. I remember the first time I took a trip with KD, Nike trip, we flew like 18 hours to China. We go through customs and we're heading towards the hotel, I think. And I lean over to the trainer that was with us. I'm like, where are we going? He's like, dude wants to get some shots up. And I'm like, this is just a whole different level yeah. of commitment and focus. I got mine from my brother though. Shout out to Bub. That's where I got my work, at, work ethic from, for sure. How far did he take his hoop career? Not far at all, but but shout out to him because I wouldn't I wouldn't be right here without him. Yeah, I, that's who that's who I got my work ethic from. That's what's up. Yeah. So this summer, like when you go into the summer, do you think about how you want to refine your game? Like what yeah. you want to add to the repertoire? Yeah, for sure. Like um, closing out games, teams, they just they want to double. They probably gonna double team me or try to get the ball out of my hand. So I'll just. Me and my trainers, we talk to find ways to, to, to get the ball and go quicker, score faster. So just playing in the mid-range area, catching it in a low post area, just, you know, things yeah. like that. So, yeah, that was kind of what we focused on. This, I mean, plus the tray ball and everything yeah. else. But that was like the focus this summer, like being able to create a shot quick in the mid-range. That's what's up. Yeah. He's smiling when he's talking about ball. Yeah, I'm saying sure. about this work ethic, man. Like, it was a point <laughs> when he was in high school, we would work out seven days a week like religiously, seven days a week, seven days a week. And if we didn't work seven, work out seven days because it's AAU season, we got a tournament Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sometimes we would get back home from out of town on Sunday from a tournament, and he'll say, let's get some more shots up. Like, he honestly, he pushed me, like, to, for, for at that time, a 16-year-old to push you to get better. Because I'm like, man, my wife's at home with my son, my newborn right, right, child. Right, 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 right. But, you know, <laughs> How Shout out to his wife, though. Shout out to his wife. Shout <laughs> out to Janine. Shout out to Janine. You holding it down for him. Shout out to Janine. I Shout get out it. To yeah. It's Sacrifice. a grind. She's a real one. We used to be in that bed 12, 12 a.m. Seriously. She calling like, babe, you good? He like, yeah, man. I'm going to drop in. Ann off at the crib. We in the lab. Like, we in the lab. For sure. Yep. What about the World Cup? Was that an incredible experience this summer? Yeah, for sure. That was that was dope. That was, yeah, that was super. That was super fun. And how disappointing for you was it? It was crazy, man, because we had just beat Germany in um, Abu Dhabi. So, and we knew they was coming because, like, they was up 16 that game in Abu Dhabi. So we knew they was coming, but I didn't think we was gonna lose to them for sure. And they came out and played a hell of a game. So shout out to them. It was, I wouldn't even say it was disappointing because of how good they played. So, like, yeah. they they deserved it. So, but how badly them. you want to play next year? Uh, I want to play for sure. Yeah, I gotta get my get back for sure. Yeah, I would imagine it's st it's staying with you. Yeah. I yeah. Understand. Yeah. How was Coach Kerr? Uh, he was dope. All all of them, Coach Kerr, T. Lou, and Coach Sportsher, they was all they they was the best. Yeah, that's a nice mob right there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and then going into this year and like getting back in that mindset, do you go into this season now? You made the All Star game. You played in the World Cup, and it's like, nah, I'm trying to be like the guy now in the league. Yeah, for sure, because uh, that All-Star game didn't count. It was like a um, somebody got hurt, and then they picked me. Like, I was yeah. the fallback guy. So, <laughs> yeah, that was – Some people don't take it that way, that but was I can terrible. imagine that was all it bad. That, that was all bad. Like, people I – I don't even like when people call me an All-Star because I, I really didn't make it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was it's, – it's, it's definitely – it's, it's yeah. sum up this year, though. So, and when you're out there, does it, do you ever still, like – take a look across, see LeBron, see KD, see Steph, and be like, what the fuck, man? Like, even as good as you are and as quickly as the success came, is it still <laughs> one of those things? I think my first year was, and then um, my second year, 
like I think when we played against the Lakers, just everybody like recording LeBron. I'm like, man, I'm really playing against LeBron. And then my brother's a rapper. So he raps about a lot of things. And then we was in Dallas and we was playing against Kyrie. And he got a song like, I'm in Dallas, watch my brother play against Kyrie. Who would have thought this? You <laughs> know what I'm saying? So like, and then like KD, my he, he was like my favorite player. So playing against him was always crazy. It's still crazy to, to this day. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's a dream come true for sure. Do you feel like, can you see that you and KD have some similarities maybe in your approach? And Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. He just, all basketball. I just love the way he work out. Like he, he don't care about nothing. He just want to hoop. So yeah. that's why I fuck with him. And the thing is, is like, there's a good way. And we talked about this. You can like just want to hoop and still love the shit off the game, you know, off the court. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have to affect it. And I think like it's a process, right? And for Kevin, it was a bit of an education and learning and trying things. And, you know, like early in his career, he was in a movie, like you were in a movie. And then he was like, all right, I'm, I'm not acting anymore. Yeah. Um, but he same, did it. Same, same here. <laughs> yeah, like you don't want to do it again. Yeah, I, n no, not while I'm playing. But you were good. Yeah, but not while I'm playing. I couldn't. That was the first time where I felt like I wasn't working out basketball-wise. Like I couldn't work on my game. Because like <laughs> we had days where I would report at like 7 a.m. and I won't leave to 8 p.m., 9 p.m. So like, and I'm dog tired because like we shooting, I'm on my feet. I'm sitting down, I'm back on my feet. So it was crazy, but it was, shout out to Adam. I appreciate him for having me. Yeah, but, he's, um, he, he can hoop a little bit too, right? Nah, he can't hoop. <laughs> see, oh, that, see, anyone else would have said, yeah, he's all right, he could pass the rock, but nah. you ask like a real hooper. Yeah, hooper yeah, yeah, he nah, nah he on. can't hoop, nah. That's my dog though, he can't hoop. <laughs> so you're done acting. Yeah, I'm done, yeah. But you understand, like, for you, it's probably like, all right, you check that box. You yeah, saw sure. what that was like. You for know sure. that, like, that's something he experienced. You can get back to another point in your career. And I do mm -hmm. think that's how you start to form the right business for yourself is to yeah. start trying these things out. Is it overwhelming sometimes as much as you try to balance it? Just seeing – because so, you grew up on social media. Like, you're one of the first generations um, that grew up. Like, you had overtime clips and – ninth 10th grade and you're seeing lebron's producing movies kd's investing in companies and it starts to become a bit of the language of ball right like i'm amazed sometimes at how like focused and and well-rounded and business-minded a lot of young athletes are way ahead of where i was at 19 20 years old but can that be overwhelming for you do you feel like you do have a good understanding of like where that's going to be and that justin's got that under control oh yeah for sure i don't I don't get into any of that. You really don't? No, at all. I tell him, hey, bro, leave me alone. If it ain't ba about basketball, don't call me or take – I don't want to hear about none of that <laughs> other stuff. Just Your I job's mean, tough, brother. Oh, I got a tough job. Oh, he got the hardest job I in the world. I got a tough yeah, job. Because I won't answer the phone. Yeah. I won't respond to your messages. <laughs> Shit, you sound just like my man. Yeah, I ain't doing none of that. It's it, You have to, like, get to a certain place to not take it personally when you don't get the response, right? Oh, I know him, so it, it doesn't yeah, bother know, me. I, yeah. I know how to get in touch with him yeah. when I need him. You know, it's funny. We they call I, my girl. They exactly. they all call my girl now because they know I'm with her. <laughs> yeah. And if that don't work out, just pull up, you know. And you've probably learned how to translate, like, all right, he read it. He got it. No response means, nah, he ain't fucking with it. And you know how to, like, read the silence, I bet. Yeah, and, and now it's it's also, like, I tell them, like, I don't, I don't bother you unless it matters. Like, yeah. So if it matters, I'll, I'll reach out to you. If not, I'm telling them no before, before I even ask you. I've said 50 no's before I even brought something to you. Yeah. You know, so I think he understands that. But that's cool because it's like I, I management is 99% doing things that don't have 
a return, right? right? Like it's not about making money. It's about making sure that your life is good, that the balance in your partnership is good, that all the things that you would have to worry about if he wasn't in your life, you don't have to worry about. Right. And that's part of building a business. Right. All right. So understanding that you've put a lot of these things to the side, I would imagine that there's still a level of like cosine that you got to give for some of the things you put in motion. Right. So I would imagine you're ecstatic about your signature shoe deal with Adidas. Right. You must give yeah. a little space for that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I got to. Yeah. That's like, hoop, uh, though, basically. It ain't hoop, but it's it's cl- <laughs> it's close to it. I mean, it, I got to wear them on the court. Yeah. That's that's like a, a dream. That's something that I never seen. Like, I, I never visioned that. So, yeah, I got to I got to put time into that. And what um what can we expect from the shoe line? I mean, just they're going to be nice. I feel like they're going to be the hardest basketball shoes out. To, to ever be released, for sure. Well, we can, we can like, put that on the table right now. That's yeah. that. It's a nice, it's the AE1 right here. Incredible. Yeah, so. The wave. And the how wave, involved yeah. are you with this process? I'm super, I'm, I'm in it, I'm all in. You're yeah, in it. Cause, Cause I want I want people to like my shoe, man. I don't, I don't want them to make shoes that just, people might want to hoop it. Nah, I want, I want to make shoes that I know people gonna yeah. wear. You don't want a signature shoe just to have a signature shoe. Yeah, cause I know when I was a kid, I would go in and be like, oh, them his shoes, nah, they don't. Nah, I'm good. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, I want, I can, I can remember being a little kid doing that. So with my shoes, I'm like, I'm putting myself back. Yeah. Twelve years ago, hey, I want them. Yep. Yeah. Them hard. And that's like, you know, it's similar again for us. It's like you can do a handful of other things. You'll build companies and you'll invest, but you get it right with the shoe game, and you got a partner for life. Yeah. No question. And I feel like Adidas did a great job of just uh, yeah, sure. really listening and uh, and really collabing with Anthony on you know the design yeah, of the shoe. Just shoes. asking. They they Everything. nonstop. They they texting asking like, what he think about this? Mm-hmm. Do he got any ideas? And when I send him ideas, they they put it in the shoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like yeah. Yeah. And what about from a tech standpoint? Like the innovation of the shoe is molded to your game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's what's up. And colorways, we expecting a ton. Yeah, yeah. Got a few coming. Yeah, you got the Holland. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have, we're gonna we're gonna have some though. We're gonna have some. We're gonna have some Justin. Some like, yeah. Like I, the crazy thing about it was so. Knowing you, you and KD cool. My first time seeing like somebody um, do a shoe, um, pertaining to someone in their family was KD. Yeah, the Aunt and Pearl. I, the Aunt Pearl, and when I saw him do that. I remember telling my brother, like, bro, if I get a shoe one day, like, I'm going to make shoes for everybody that I, that I love and yep. mess with. So, like, yeah, Justin going to have his own shoe. Everybody that I love going to have their own up, shoe. Bro. That's going to be hard. And yeah. it's funny. This this year we have one for his grandmother who just passed. We got one yeah. for his mother yeah. and his aunt. Yeah, so that's who I, that's who I, that's who inspired me to make shoes. Like, my first shoe is going to be dedicated to my mother and my grandmother. But I wouldn't even thought about that if it wasn't for KB. That's so, dope, man. yeah. That's dope. A lot of synergies, bro. Yeah, a lot of synergy. I don't know if you did you see the first couple of waves. It's called a with love. So it's actually his mom and grandmother's fa- favorite colors. Yeah, that's oh, why that's that was incredible. Incredible. I got that from Kate. I got fired. Boy. And then three fifths media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our production company that we that we're launching. We, yeah. we, we've been we've been working. Uh, we're putting together shows. Shout um, out to Trey, man. Yeah, Trey. Trey's our other business partner when it comes to the media to the media company. Um, Trey's been filming him since he was sixteen. So, yeah. so going to back to uh, how, where we thinking business, we were thinking business at sixteen because once he we saw the light switch cut they on, they was they was not me, they was. I'm starting to think that that's the that's the company line. I'm only who, but you got one eye in business. Yeah, too, I got bro. one eye, one eye open. I already know. Yeah, yeah. My, that's my line too. I just work here. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got one eye open. And um, you guys, when you switched to WME, I thought that was interesting because it allowed you guys probably the freedom to learn all the different aspects of that business and to start to build out what you're doing and to build out your infrastructure. Um, what's some of the goals for you guys, right? And, and knowing that Ant's got time right now for just hoop, what's some of the goals for you over the next few years? Um, like, I think our, our goals were when we made that, that switch, it was really just to, so we can carve out our own lane and our own space in this industry. Uh, you know, seeing you guys and, and what you guys did. And, and of course, you know, with, with Mav and Brun, the things that, you know, you guys done, we want to, you know, we have a lot more runway. So we're just trying to start that earlier and sooner. Um, you know, with our production company, uh, with building out businesses, with doing equity deals, we want to build out like our, we want to build out an entire portfolio that's, that's going to make sure young fella sit outside of the court. Yeah. Of course, he's going to do what, he, what he's going to do on the court. He just signed a huge deal this summer. Yeah. Congratulations to that. That's not, that's not, that's not easy. That's more business right there. Sure. You know what I'm saying? It, look, even though it annoys him when the, when the business comes, but you know, <laughs> yeah, but we, we plan on, uh, but we plan on definitely putting our imprint in the production space. Um, you know, filming this past weekend with the with Adidas, um, we've done 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 work with uh, Showtime Basketball already. Um, so we, we just just be ready, be looking out for us because we're open for business. So you'll I see love it. it, bro. Yeah. Well, look, man, I, it's it's amazing for me to see what the two of you guys are starting to build. I, it's crazy. It's eerily reminiscent. You know what I'm saying? Like hearing Ant speak and understanding this dynamic between the two of you guys, it's special. And I think, you know, for me, I've always been fascinated by these partnerships. You know, it's like Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine and so many of these like business people that I've looked up to. It's always this incredible partnership between this like superstar talent and somebody that has the right chemistry to connect with them. And it's invaluable. And the relationship you guys have is at the center of it and you'll be able to do whatever you want. So, you know, it's been incredible for us to have you guys on the show. I'm excited to keep building with y'all. Um, I already know Ann wants to talk more business than he's leading on, so I'm going to hit you about some business shit. And good luck this year, bro. Nah, appreciate that. But not just to my dog, for sure. Yeah, right. yeah no, I know. I already That's know, my bro. Dog. Um, all right, fellas. Well, I appreciate you guys. I'll see you soon. I'm rooting for you. Unless you're in Phoenix. And I'm going at y'all. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're going at y'all, yeah, too. Going, I already know. Back. I already know. Um, thank you for tuning into the boardroom. Justin Hollins, Anthony Edwards. I won't say all-star because he ain't ready till he makes it the right way. For sure. Uh, see y'all soon. Download. Go to boardroom.tv. Peace.